Welcome to the nitty gritty of real estate. We are going to get into why the buyer advisory is the Arizona home buyer's Bible. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am here with Heather Oliboni. Uh, my name is Drew Walker, and today we are going to talk about the buyer advisory. So why don't we start there? What is the buyer advisory? Uh, so in the state of Arizona, um, as real estate agents, we're actually required to provide our buyers with, with a couple things. Um, the buyer's advisory, which is a document, as well as a due diligence or inspection period. And essentially, those are very much combined together because it's a period in which they can do research on the property, not only via an inspector, which we've discussed before on the podcast, but this is also doing research on the property and the stuff that surrounds it. Um, and that actually um, will help you find out more information regarding the land or the neighborhood that you're moving into. Okay, great. And I take it since you're doing research on the property, you would be able to uncover information about certain restrictions? Absolutely. So so we'll talk yeah, a little bit about property restrictions first. So there's a, there's a few. Um, HOAs are the biggest one. That's the one that comes to everybody's mind first. Um, homeowners associations can have rules and regs that your neighborhood or you have to abide by that sometimes you don't really know exist without doing the research on the property or the, the HOA. Um, and that actually um, is what's covered through your association fees or these people who create these bylaws. Um, and it's really important that you get these documents in regards to your HOA during this due diligence period so that you can figure out if this is something you're willing to, to abide to. Um, because it, be, it can be things like not having vehicles in your driveway, your weeds must get cl uh, cleaned up within an X amount of time frame, you must have certain colors on your house, you must have certain plants in your yard, etc. And sometimes those can be kind of tedious for a homeowner that doesn't really want to deal with somebody telling them what they can do with their property. Um, there's also fees associated with that. And then what do those fees cover? Like what's the benefit of being in that HOA and paying those fees? Do you get a pool? Do you get a park, et cetera? Are they cleaning up your roads? Are they doing your sidewalks? Are they helping you maintain your yard? And every HOA is different, but that's a really big research piece that, that needs to be done um, yeah, that's, by the homeowner. That's huge. And uh, what about some of the CCNRs? What do those stand for just for our uneducated So listeners? CCNRs are covenants, conditions, and restrictions, and those were created pre-HOA. Um, okay. They were something that a neighborhood, and neighborhoods were much larger. They were, they were less um, cookie-cutter, small neighborhoods. They were these big, giant neighborhoods, and a lot of the CCNRs were written anywhere between the 20s and the 50s. Oh, wow. So they can also have fair housing violations built into them because fair housing didn't exist back then. Um, so those are another thing, and they haven't been updated. Some of those can create rules that have never been updated um, that the HOA doesn't believe in, but there are still CCNRs in the neighborhood that you may or may not have to follow depending on if somebody wants to enforce it or not. Okay. And uh, talk to me a, a little bit about deed restrictions because I know you had mentioned some of these CCNRs may have been created before equal housing laws and they'll create some sort of violation. Uh, could that be the same for deed restrictions as well? Yes and no. So deed and title is more of making sure you have a clear title. Okay. Um, and so um, 
every homeowner that purchases, at least here in the state of Arizona, they're required to get a title commitment um, pulled on the property. And that essentially ensures that there's going to be clear title provided when they purchase it. Um, and very big to making sure that you can actually get a clear title on the property and title insurance on the property. And if that's not a possibility, then it's something that you need to know so that you can step away from the property without encumbering liens. Okay. And um, what about zoning laws? So every city and county, uh, at least here in southern Arizona, and it could be as well across the nation, but that's not where we're licensed in, um, has specific rules in zoning on what you can build and where. Certain parcels of property you can only do single-family residence on. Others are more mixed-use where you can have a business and a home on it. Then you have some that you can't even have horses or you can't have chickens or they tell you what kind of animals you're allowed on the property. Um, so it's very, very much, and it's different between city and county too, because if you're in an incorporated city, it could say one thing, but if you're just outside, outside and in a part of the county, the county zoning could be different. Um, and so this is just all different things like what properties can be built on the land. Can you have a guest house? Can you have a pool house? Those little things, and that's all part of zoning okay. um, and using the highest and best use of that piece of land. Nice. Um, you know, a pretty cool example I know about zoning laws is there was this man, he wanted to build a castle in the city of Tucson. Mm -hmm. And uh, the city, due to zoning restrictions, they told him, no, you can't build your castle here. So he actually went outside of the city limits mm -hmm. and he was still in Pima County and he ended up building his castle out by Colossal Cave. Yep. It's a very, and you can see it from the interstate, which is really cool. Yeah, it's very cool. But yeah, zoning zoning can help you with a help and hurt a lot of times when you're not realizing. There's a lot of people that want to have chickens nowadays. Um, rural homesteading is a very big thing, and making sure you're able to do it in whatever zoning you're in can be kind of difficult if you don't understand the legalities behind zoning and highest and best use. So, what might be a good online resource for buyers to look up the zoning restrictions? So, a lot of the stuff you can just go to your city website. Um, depending on your city regulations and your state regulations in regards to public information, you should be able to find your zoning, at least what the zone is and, and a semi-explanation of what it is okay. and what's allowed. Nice. Now, how about we move on to floodplains because we are in monsoon season and flash floods are going to be a hot topic of discussion, at least in this time of year. Yeah, environmental restrictions are a big thing. Um, and, and the good thing about our buyer's advisory that I am going to mention is our buyer's advisory includes information, not just information, but links as well. So there's links that you can go to. Okay. So, um, but for a floodplain, so if you are in a floodplain or... Um, just outside of a floodplain, you're going to be in some type of flood zoning. And FEMA and your county give you those flood areas. And uh, in the state of Arizona or specifically here in Tucson, we have the 500 and 100-year floods, which is a minimal uh, potential of flood, but you still have the flood option. And, and if you're in one of those flood zones, then there's a potential you might have to get flood insurance. And when you're with somebody or looking for somebody that has a maybe limited budget, adding on flood insurance to their insurance policy may push them outside of what they would like to spend on a house. So making sure that you're in or out or what you're looking for and making sure that, that um, works for your buyer or your buyer is, is in understanding on how to find that information. Okay. 
And since we're on the topic of environmental concerns, um, could you talk to me a little bit about ADEQ and how they might play into this home buying process? Absolutely. So ADEQ is our Arizona Department of Environmental Quality. Uh, it is a state agency that helps keeps Arizona's environment as clean as possible, which means we have a lot of reporting systems because of it. Um, a couple of the, the big ones are Septic and Superfund. Um, septic, obviously, because you have um, waste going into the ground, um, and those are on some of the homes that are in the more rural areas of town that aren't connected to our sewer, Okay. and they must be inspected um, and sometimes pumped prior to closing um, to make sure that it's not leaching into um, our desert areas. Okay. Um, which could potentially leach into our water sources. You also mentioned super funds. What are those? Okay, so super funds exist nationwide due to hazardous waste being dumped and left out in the open or otherwise improperly managed. These sites typically are manufacturing facilities, processing plants, landfills, um, and or mining sites. And in Arizona, they must be reported and can be publicly searched. So you can see if you're close to a site that was potentially maybe a processing plant that then got flattened out and homes got put on. Interesting. So what, what sort of issues might arise for the buyers if they're purchasing a home in a Superfund site? Well, I mean, it's making sure that you understand the environmental quality of the land that you're purchasing. That's really what it is, is being aware of that and then um, the next steps on that. And then you'll definitely need to get with somebody who's a little bit more into environmental science than I am on that one. Okay, <laughs> definitely. Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. The Arizona Department of Water Resources, how might that play into purchasing a home. So water is a big thing here in Arizona. Um, it's definitely one of those things that everybody likes to talk about because you never know what's going to happen with the water here. Um, but it is a state agency and it protects and enhances our Arizona water supply. And so most of our water is managed by public um, and or private water companies. So Saddlebrook has its own water company. We have um, Green Valley having its own water company. And then we have Tucson Water, um, as well as a few other water companies. But the, the piece that a lot of people don't understand is when you're in the more rural parts, you may not be connected to a water source. Those public and, and private water companies don't make it out that far. And that's where wells come in. Okay. Um, which you'd be surprised. There's wells in Arizona, but there's wells in Arizona. That's where quite a few of our um, friends down in Picture Rocks, they are on a well or they're, you know, out in the more rural areas. Um, and those properties um, are ones that have to have that water well reported to the Arizona Department of Water Resources, and it has to be maintained to make sure that there's enough water supply in that well for whoever's purchasing that property. Okay. Now, when you talk about wells, are they, like, is it one well per property, or will multiple properties share a community well? There are shared wells, um, and then every um, lender is also a little bit different in regards to what they're required if someone's purchasing with a well on the property. Okay. Um, we've seen anything from having the well water tested to make sure it's clean, Um to making sure there's enough supply. So there's there's a lot of, of 
delicacies when it comes to well water. Um, but it is it, it exists here in Arizona. So wells are something. If it if your property has a well, you'll have to do definitely do the research on it. Okay. And uh, I take it the buyers can find those resources online to yep. do their research as well? They're all state agencies in Arizona. Um, from what I've found is is very open public state when it comes to finding a lot of data, um, especially here in Pima County. A lot of the data is easily found online through a lot of the governmental websites. Okay, terrific. Now, um, on the topic of environmental quality and water and all that fun stuff, uh, let's move on to the Arizona Department of Agriculture. How might they play into the home buying process? So you'd be surprised. Agriculture does have um, a very, very important part of real estate, and it's your critters. It's your bugs. Um, and the biggest thing here is termites. And when I started in the industry almost nine years ago, one of the first quotes that I remember hearing from quite a few real estate agents, it's not if you have termites, it's when you have termites. They are very prominent here. Um, and being able to go in and you can actually check um, online what the last report was and if there was ever any treatments done on your property. Okay. So it helps a little bit to know if that property has ever had termites in the past. I mean, we're, you're going to have a termite inspection. It's, it's recommended for every purchase, but being able to go in and do the research of seeing if it's ever been treated in the past or what the previous termite report looked like as long as it was sold within the last five years, you can find that. Okay, terrific. And kind of going back to what you said, it's not a matter of if you have termites, it's a matter of when you're going to have termites. And I've actually had the conversation. So coming from Florida, termites were a huge deal and tenting houses was a big deal and treatment was so massive and huge. When I moved here and started doing real estate, termites here, the treatment is so dramatically different uh, that it's not as scary of a thing as it is in some of the other states. Okay, that's good. Do you know a little bit about the treatment process? Or? I don't. That no? would be something we'd have to talk to a termite inspector for. Okay. Just <laughs> thought I would ask. Um, now, uh, obviously, people kind of move out in this area because they want to get away from all the noise and the traffic. Uh, Tucson is not a huge big city. But what are some of the um, noise and traffic qualities that are going to go along with buying a house, whether it's in the city or out in the more rural areas? Absolutely. So we're a military city. Uh, okay. Arizona has quite a few military bases, and, and we have a couple Air Force bases. And the biggest thing is airplanes. Yep. You're going to get air noise here. Um, the other thing is whether or not the space over your house, because drones are really popular if you can fly your drone in that area, especially if you're in military airspace. So um, we do, you can find the maps of all the airspaces between the airports and the private airports, the public airports, and the, um, the military bases to see whether or not you're going to have flyover. And I mean, I've been here 15 years. You don't really hear it anymore. And you still get excited. When you can hear it, you know it's a really cool plane that's flying over typically when you hear oh, it. definitely. <laughs> definitely. And, I mean, sometimes you can even check their schedule if they're doing a show and you can, like, 
go find a nice spot to look at the airplanes and absolutely yeah. <laughs> what about road construction so road construction, um, especially now now here in Tucson, is way more important than it has ever been because we're doing a lot of road changes here. Um, but if it is important to you when you buy a house, whether you have easy access to the interstate or you're close to a main thoroughfare or or even things like making sure that you have the, the empty space behind your house, stays the empty space behind your house, all kinds of construction and roads making sure you're going and you're checking the city planning to make sure that there's nothing that's going to affect it in a course of time that you're you're thinking you're going to want to be in that house. So the biggest one that I, I can remember in the, the most recent history is when the Grant Road expansion happened and they were taking properties that were right on the outskirts of Grant Road um, to be able to expand that road a little bit, taking parts of people's properties that they didn't think they were ever going to have to give up. Um, so that was happening. Um, and then the other pieces is there's a lot of people who have purchased properties thinking that the land behind them is never going to get sold and it's never going to get built on. And the next thing they know, uh, apartment complex is literally backing up to the back of their house. So it's oh, just wow. making sure that you understand what the potential is. It may not deter you from buying the house, but understanding that there's a potential somebody could buy that and something could change and just being aware and walking into a purchase with open eyes. Okay. And I mean, when you talk about city planning, you can find all of those plans online on the city of Tucson's website. Yeah. Internet has been a, a big thing for us nowadays. You can get a lot of information by just going on to some type of governmental website. Okay. That's very good to know. Now, um, what if you're looking for a home and you want to make sure that it's in a school district to your liking? So we are all human. We all make mistakes. And sometimes you will put we will find a property and it's like, it's in X, Y, and Z school district. And then you find out that it is the house next door that is actually in the school district. And that's then a you're, thing that can happen? That's a thing that can happen. So the biggest thing is if you are very, very adamant about your child being in a specific school or in a specific school district, go to that school district's website and look at their maps. They have maps with the boundaries and look for where your property that you're purchasing is and ensure via the actual school's website that you are within those boundaries. Do not rely on third-party information because we are all human and we can all make mistakes. And it, it, if it's something that is important to you as the buyer, make sure you do the research on it and go directly to the source, which would be your school district. Okay. Now, uh, what about fire and police? Because I, I know we were talking a couple weeks ago about um, houses up in the Marana area where they have to subscribe to the fire department. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure if it was in the Marana area. But, yes, I, there are yeah. some areas that don't – it's not included in your taxes – um, so it's a subscription that you have to pay for, whether it be yearly or monthly, to ensure that you have that service. Police is everywhere, but it's more fire than anything. Okay. Um, but those are those are a big thing that you want to just make sure that whatever property, if if that's important to you, you do the research on it, making sure that you're in whatever zone and whatever the information is that you need to know about it. And it's kind of like going back to the school choice thing. Mm -hmm. Just check their website directly. Yep. Okay. 
And what about uh, some of the utilities, like the trash and the recycle? So that's a great question. So here in Tucson, we actually have um, a part of town here that you actually have to pay separately for your trash. Um, so City of Tucson provides it for those who are in part of City of Tucson. It, trash is included in your water service. Okay. But when you are not part of that, there are certain where your trash is not, and you actually have to go through a third-party company to pay for your trash and recycle to be picked up. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what if you lived in a, an HOA, perhaps, and you were outside of the city of Tucson? Do you think some of the HOAs might be able to cover trash? That would all services? depend on your HOA. Okay. H-O- and and it, again, if it's something that's important to you or, or you need to know, make sure you're doing the research so that you understand. Because there's also a lot of utilities like Internet now that certain companies have monopolized certain areas of town. Okay. So, so again, if it's something that's important to you, make sure you're doing that research. And a lot of that information is on that buyer's advisory along with links for you. Okay, fantastic. Now, um, what about crime? Because I, I know a lot of families, they may want to buy a house, but they want to be cautious about what area they're buying in because they have small children. Or- Absolutely. So crime is something we tell all of our buyers – if it's important to you, go to the police websites and see if you can look up the crime stats, and then you guys will have to make that decision because everybody's different. But here in the state of Arizona, there are certain things we aren't liable and we are not required to disclose, and that's part of our contract. Yeah. Um, whereas in other states, we are finding out that it is required as part of their contract that they have to disclose that kind of stuff. So. If you don't get anything but this out of this entire podcast, if it is something that you feel you need to know, take it upon yourself to find that information. Because if you don't find that information or it's not disclosed to you, the seller may not have known, the real estate agent may not have known. But if it's something that is really, really important to you and for you would be a a deal breaker on the deal – Make sure you're doing your research because if you don't do your research, then you may be walking into something that you don't want to walk into. Definitely. And and that includes things like fraud that are happening nowadays because we are so reliant on just making sure that the information is instantaneous in our world instead of really just sitting down, slowing down, and doing the research. And we are so lucky here in Pima County that a lot of our data is public and we can go online to a website and get a lot of this information super simply. Definitely. Now, you threw out the word fraud, and I just wanted to ask you a little bit more about that because I've heard of some horrifying scenarios where buyers would get sent an email and they think it's from their agent and they're giving them wiring instructions and it turns out to be a scam. So how might we advise the buyers to just be wary and cautious about that? So uh, we're actually be doing a podcast in the future in regards to fraud so we can dig a little bit deeper into it because it is so prevalent now. But making sure that you're looking at everything, um, being super vigilant about where it's coming from, who it's coming from, double-checking email address, double-checking phone numbers. Um, I mean, even doing things like um, here in Pima County through the recorder's office, you can actually put um, fraud guard up. It takes about five minutes to get set up after you purchase the property. And if somebody tries to record something regarding your name, 
you are notified immediately. Okay. And um, where might they be able to find that fraud guard? So that's all through the Pima County Recorder's Office. Okay. And they can just go online and do that? We'll link, we'll link it in the description down below so that they can. And we'll also link a sample copy of our buyer's advisory as well if we have any um, Arizona buyers that would like to look at it. Heather, I appreciate you taking the time to answer these questions with me, and I look forward to doing the next interview with you. Absolutely. Have a good day. Thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams, Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.